This is 680 CJOB. I'm Brett McGarry. This week on the Couch Potatoes, the fall television season continues to roll out. We'll tell you what's coming over the next seven days. Plus, I'm Jeff Braun. We'll dish out some more of our thoughts on some of the shows we've been watching this season. Plus, we'll also see what's new in home video this upcoming week. First, it's the news. From the Couch. Jim, whatever I do, I understand. A new trailer for Rogue One, a Star Wars story, came out this week featuring a new and seemingly vital character. Mads Mikkelsen, a.k.a. Hannibal, from the show Hannibal, shows up as Galen Erso, the father of the main character, Felicity Jones' Jin Erso. She grows up and joins the Rebels fighting the Empire, trying to steal the plans for the Death Star, which her father had a hand in. Our rebellion is all that remains to push back the Empire. You think you might be able to help us? When was the last time you were in contact with your father? What is this? It appears he is critical to the development of a super weapon. There are a lot of shots of the Empire wrecking stuff in this new trailer, and the Rebels, of course, banding together to take them on. If my father built this thing, we need to find him. All right. How many do I need? They are requesting a call sign. It's, um, Rogue. Rogue One. The power that we are dealing with here is immeasurable. If the Empire has this kind of power, what chance do we have? We have hope. Rebellions are built on hope. There's also a shot of Darth Vader in the trailer, but he doesn't talk. Looks like they're saving that for the movie itself. Rogue One, a Star Wars story, comes out December 16th. They have no idea we're coming. Take hold of this moment. The force is strong. Make ten men feel like a hundred. We'll take the next chance. Do you recognize this music? Well, if you don't, you might after you hear this next clip because the music is from a movie trailer for the new film adaptation of this. Yes, it's the Power Rangers, like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which first debuted in 1993. For years, they have been making these shows for kids, although many have argued the shows have been way too violent for kids, but it has been a monster franchise. And there is a movie coming next year, and the first teaser arrived this week. Just to remind me of my screw-up, you know, I don't think we're ever going to understand each other. They're going to come here every Saturday just to graduate with all these other weirdos and criminals. Turns out our five heroes are a bunch of detention heads, like the Breakfast Club. Feeling like outcasts, they befriend each other and head out where they find something really big and weird. Hey, it's a restricted area. 
Uh, guys? There's something in there. Uh, Dilly, what are you doing? Guys! What is it? Not sure what that mystery object was, but the different colored medallion-looking things they retrieved seemed to have given them powers. You know something happened up there, okay? I'm not the same. I'm strong. How strong? I can say at least strong. Now, the television show was really silly and corny, but hey, it was for kids. But for the movie, they're taking a more grown-up approach to it to make it appealing to both young and old. And I think they actually might be onto something here because I think this movie actually looks pretty cool. And the young and old thing also works because a lot of people who would have been kids in the 90s are grown up now and maybe they have kids to bring to the movie. So Elizabeth Banks plays Rita Repulsa, Power Rangers opens March 24th, 2017. I've killed Rangers before. The only explanation is a technique called electro-ejaculation. I don't like the sound of that. Law and Order shows have frequently done crime stories ripped from the headlines, and they're at it again, although they probably didn't think they'd hit the nail on the head as much as they're about to. Law and Order SVU is doing a story about a, pol- a politician inspired by Donald Trump. Gary Cole, who you may know from Office Space or Veep or many other funny things, will play the politician. Here's the promo. The next new SVU. I'm a handsome, charming millionaire. Women throw themselves at me. Gary Cole in an unforgettable performance. Know that I have nothing to hide. New SVU. Wednesday on NBC. That's a promo that's already been made, so presumably this episode was shot weeks and weeks ago, certainly before the world heard Trump say this. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Not sure what specific crime Cole will be accused of in the episode, but he'll probably be diagnosed with a syndrome of some sort. They do that a lot. It's called Munchausen by proxy syndrome. It's a Stockholm syndrome. It's called Noonan syndrome. The Williams syndrome. It's the Peter Pan syndrome. Actually, they may have uh, figured out Trump years ago. Psychosexual term, if you will, for fondling a stranger. Fromage. (laughs) I believe it's... Frotage. That sounds about right. Actually, they nailed me too. Any pathologies with Jeff? Other than extreme internet addiction? No, he's just a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) The Trump-inspired episode of SVU airs October 27th. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Good job, Jeffrey. More news from The Couch coming up next, including the return of John Wick. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are the Couch Potatoes. Time now for more news from the couch. Welcome to Rome. Is this a formal event or a social affair? Social. How many buttons? Two. And what style? Typical. Keanu Reeves is back as retired hitman John Wick in the first trailer for John Wick, Chapter 2. Mr. Wick, do enjoy your party. How good to see you again so soon. It is good to see you again so soon, John Wick. The first movie arrived in 2014. Wick 
So Hitman comes out of retirement after some Russian thugs break into his house, beat him up, and kill his dog. They killed his dog, so he kills everyone. And it was amazing. They got excellent reviews, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. It made a respectable 86 million worldwide and has developed a rather solid cult following. And I think what made the movie so interesting was that it wasn't just a revenge action movie. The filmmakers created an entire universe with all sorts of neat little quirks, and it left you wanting a lot more once the movie was done, because you knew there was way more story to be told. Also, in most action movies, the edits and cuts come fast and furious to the point where you can't even really keep up with what's going on, but in John Wick, they would just hold the camera on one scene and let it play out. So you got to watch John Wick gun down 15 guys before you see an edit. And now, we have chapter two. You have no idea what's coming. You want a war? Or do you want to just give me a gun? He just shot a lot of people. Ian McShane and Lance Reddick are back and new to the cast this time out. Common and providing a bit of a Matrix reunion of sorts, Lawrence Fishburne. The man, the myth, the legend. John Wick. You're not very good at retiring. I'm working on it. John Wick Chapter 2 opens February 10th. Whoever comes. Because of who you are, there will always be forces gathering against you. Disguised as a friend, slipping past you as a stranger. They are everywhere. If you choose to continue as you are, know that you risk everything. It's time. Here's another trailer that popped up this week. The final Defender has arrived in the Netflix Marvel Universe show Iron Fist. Iron Fist is the fourth in the Netflix series of Marvel shows. First there was Daredevil, then Jessica Jones. Just recently Luke Cage arrived on September 30th, and now Iron Fist. I don't know anything about this character, except he's a martial arts guy who's super strong. He's played by Finn Jones, who is Loras Tyrell in Game of Thrones. A child touched by fire, destined to be our greatest warrior. I also know that the Iron Fist character has always been a hot button for controversy because he's a white guy. And the original comics are just full of racial stereotypes against Asians. Critics of the show say they should have cast an Asian actor in the role, but everyone involved in the production is saying just give it a chance. The show does not reflect the stereotypes from 40 years ago. Iron Fist arrives on Netflix on March 17, 2017. You are a living weapon. Drive all other thoughts out of your mind except this. This is my purpose. 
Hi. Can I help you? Yeah, can I have a dozen red roses, please? Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. Here you go. That's me. How much is it? It'll be $18. Here go. Keep the change. Hi, doggy. You're my favorite customer. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. That is the iconic flower shop scene from the movie The Room, not to be confused with last year's Oscar nominee, Room. No, The Room is a 2003 cult favorite starring Tommy Wiseau, the man in the flower shop, who also wrote and directed what many consider to be the worst movie of all time. Now he has a new movie. Wiseau and Greg Sestero, who also acted in The Room, meet in traffic in the trailer for the new movie as Sestero is standing on the corner holding a sign begging for money. Now the sign he's holding says, quote, Family kidnapped by ninjas need money for karate lessons. Wiseau rolls up in his car and sees him. Hey you, I'm so sorry about your family. I cannot help you with ninja and karate. But guess what? I can offer you a little job. Come on, get in. Come on. Get in. <laughs> you can trust me. Come on, guy. Uh, you cut to a wider shot and we see Wiseau is driving a hearse because he's a mortician. That's just the first 45 seconds of the three-minute trailer. We don't have time to dissect the whole thing, but it is bad. They get caught up in a scheme to make easy money or something. Hey, 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 look. You are wasting your time with stupid crazy. Cook a girl, okay? Not yet. I teach you friendship before money. This is my new girl. This is yours? Yeah, it's mine. I treat myself. The movie's based on a story by Sestero, and while he and Wiseau do star in it, it's directed by someone else. Judging by the trailer, someone who actually knows the basics of filmmaking. That cannot be said of The Room. But it has Tommy Wiseau, quote-unquote, acting, which will make it worth the price of admission if you like bad movies, although word is they're having some trouble finding a distributor for a theatrical release. Until then, you can always go back to The Room for bad movie nights. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hey, Johnny, what's up? I have a problem with Lisa. She said that I hit her. <sighs> what? Well, did you? No, it's not true. Don't even ask. What's new with you? <laughs> have you seen this movie? I've seen... I can't bring myself to watch it all in its entirety. I've seen parts of it many times. Jeez. Yeah, it's... It's bad. That sounds like just horrible acting. Uh, that is the news from the couch. Up next, we're going to tell you what's coming to home video this upcoming week. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. I spent 20 years trying to get us ready for this. We used their technology to strengthen our planet. But it won't be enough. I see them. In my dreams. They're coming back. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are the Couch Potatoes, having a quick look at what is coming to Blu-ray, DVD, Digital HD this upcoming week. What was that? That's our hero, Jeff Goldblum, starring in Independence Day Resurgence. You see that one? I didn't actually go to see it because the reviews were just so bad. Yeah, and it certainly was not the box office monster I think they expected it to be, so it's looking for a second life on home video. I still sort of want to see it, if nothing else. I like enjoy Goldblum's always welcome in my home. Yeah, same here. I'll watch it eventually for sure. There you go. Alice Through the Looking Glass. That's the follow-up Alice in Wonderland movie with Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. Uh, there's Woody Allen's Cafe Society, which got pretty bad reviews as well. And then uh, something I'm excited about, Downton Abbey, The Complete Collection Ooh, on Blu-rays. The Complete Collection yeah. on Blu-ray. Does it come in a fancy box? It comes in a fancy box. Nice. Because everything about Downton is fancy. All right. <laughs> Up next, we're going to talk about the TV 
fall season as it continues to unveil itself. More on that in a moment. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Brown, we are The Couch Potatoes. We're going to get into the fall season, offer some more thoughts on some of the shows that we have watched over the last few weeks. But for now, we want to continue the fall television preview. Here's what's coming over the next seven days. Just a handful of shows starting Monday, October 17th on The CW with a season three debut of Jane the Virgin. Monday, October 17th, every great romance has a magical beginning. That kiss, it was just magic. You like the cop? But some have tragic endings. Stay with me, please. Will he be all right? Honestly. The unforgettable season premiere event. This is not the end of our story. Do you hear me, Michael? Jane the Virgin, season premiere Monday, October 17th on The CW. Also on Monday on CBS, it's the season three debut of one of your favorite shows, is it not, Jeff? Oh, it might be. The Odd Couple? Nice. Ah! It's big news we know you'll love. Our show's back on. And hooray for love. The oddest odd couple returns. Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. Felix, Felix, shut up. For a flipping funny new season. Let's call it a night. Also, let's call 911. Matthew Perry and Thomas Lennon star in the comedy hit. I was yeah, being no. Facetious. Yeah, and I was being sarcastic. It is a horrible show. Don't watch it. <laughs> okay. Uh, jumping from Monday now to Thursday, October 20th. Just in time for Halloween. This is interesting. From Fox. It's a remake of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, forehead. Oh, Chantel. It's just a jump to the left. The original Rocky Horror Picture Show dates back to 1975, based on the popular stage musical from 1973, The Rocky Horror Show. This remake stars transgender actress Laverne Cox taking on the role of Dr. Frankenfurter, originally played by Tim Curry, who will co-star as the narrator and the criminologist. Moving to Friday, October 21st, a couple more shows on the CW. The eighth and final season begins for The Vampire Diaries. The search for Damon and Enzo goes on and on. I have to follow every single clue like it's the one that's going to lead us to them. I'm in. I'm not afraid of This is it. This is the beginning of the end. What has a hold of you? What was in that vault? I've seen how this ends. Humanity can't save me from it. Once the devil comes to call me, you're done. You're Once done. we die in the light, we will live in the dark. And the second season begins for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Friday, October 21st. Suck my paddle, losers! It's the return of the brilliant, hilarious, terrific, remarkable, weird, and wonderful... I've had sex with your son a lot, and I... Hello? Emmy-nominated, Golden Globe-winning, best show on TV. Yes! Score! Well, this is fun. Good job, you horny monsters! I meant to be with Josh. We're super mature. Yeah! I am so worried about you. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, season premiere Friday, October 21st on The CW. Finally on Netflix on Friday, October 21st, they're launching a third season of the anthology series Black Mirror. In this world, we're all so caught up in our own heads. It's easy to lose sight of 
what's real. You said you don't know how much time there is. What does that mean? It's important that you realize there is a small medical procedure involved. Sorry for a game. Black Mirror is originally a British series. There have only been seven episodes in all, three in 2011, three in 2013, and then a Christmas special in 2014. It's a speculative fiction series which tells a different story in each episode, and Wikipedia describes it as having, quote, dark and sometimes satirical themes that examine modern society, particularly with regard to the unanticipated consequences of new technology. So on Friday, Netflix is launching the first half of season three, six episodes, each telling a different story. So that wraps up what is coming for this upcoming week. Up next, we're going to talk about some of the shows that we have been watching. I know Jeff and I have been really enjoying this, uh, the latest season of Survivor. It just keeps plugging along. So we'll get to that in a moment. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Survivor this fall. Two generations will clash. Millennials versus Gen X. The Millennials, they don't have a clue. The older generations, they've been brainwashed. It's my generation. Two tribes head to head. In a groundbreaking battle of wills. Go Gen X! Go Millennials! I love old people, but I'm gonna beat them. Survivor Millennials versus Gen X premieres Wednesday, September 21st. I'm Brett, he's Jeff, we are the Couch Potatoes, talking about fall television. The season has been slowly unrolling for the last few weeks, so we've had time to tell you about the new shows coming your way, and we've had time to digest some of those shows, and uh, I mean, I guess it's, what is it, the 33rd season or whatever? I quit counting. It's too much. Yeah, it's at least that. Survivor Millennials versus Gen X. What yeah. do you think? It's turning out to be a pretty good season, even though I really don't like any of the Millennials. <laughs> the Gen X tribe is far more interesting. They're all really playing the game, and their alliances keep shifting, so it's not predictable week to week. And it looks like, it looks like who knows, but it looks like next week they're mixing up tribes. So hopefully we'll be spared more any more of the Gen X Millennial comparisons by Jeff Probst there because that's just lame. He's literally the only one who cares. Uh, you know, whatever gimmick Survivor comes up with to start any season is usually kind of lame, but it often dies a quick death, and then they just get on with regular gameplay. So this this one seems it's been like especially gimmick heavy. Like they mention it nonstop every episode. So I'll be glad when that's over. Well, I mean, that's one of the things that reality TV uh, sort of has to do is kind of they're always resetting the table yeah. on the off chance that someone new jumps in and starts watching. I remember, for example, I, I got into The Amazing Race, I think, halfway through season three. Oh, yeah. Uh, but because they explained every, like, they always say, uh, detour is blah, 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 or a roadblock yeah. is blah, blah, Explaining blah. Explaining the rules is fine, but it's just like, you know, if you, like, a kid uses his left hand instead of his right hand for something and Probst is like, that's a millennial thing. And it's, <laughs> it's like, it's not, it's just that guy. Come on, move on. Well, and that it's also, I think, part of network TV too. They're always yeah. they, they. I don't. I don't want to say uh, appealing to the lowest common denominator because that's that's false. It's okay, Brett. They're dumbing it down, and we're too smart. Well, no, I I don't mind. I actually don't mind it. I haven't minded the All comparisons, right. and I really there are some of the millennials I quite enjoy. Um, and Zeke I think, is okay, and that kid Adam is alright too. Yeah, so they, I think it's sort of an interesting contrast, and it's I think it amuses me because I am uh, we, we're both Gen Xers, and you can sort of see the I don't want to say sense of entitlement with the Gen Xers, but the the anger, the the almost like they feel like they they 
they just should rule the roost because they're the older ones, and yet the millennials keep beating them. That's one. Of, well, that's uh, the midlife crisis thing kicking in there. You get older, you don't. You just, just. I've already learned. I do not like being upstaged by someone 20 years younger than me. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not fun. And I guess every generation has to go through it. And it's Uh, only going to get worse as I get older. (laughs) Yeah. So it looks like the switch is coming, but it's been great. The strategy has been good. It's been a lot of twists and turns. And for a show that is, and I I checked season 33, any show that's been on for that long should not feel fresh anymore, but this show continues to be entertaining. That's very true. And it's a relief every time it comes on, I feel good. So what else have you been watching? I have been watching, uh, I've been actually... Uh, sort of excited. I was sort of re- skeptical, actually, about th- this show, but turns out I like it. Timeless. Everybody get down on the ground. This guy went back in time to rewrite history, and we have to stop him. May 6, 1937. That's the Hindenburg. It's gonna blow. The majestic airship lands. That's not supposed to happen, right? This could change the present in ways we can't possibly predict. It is my job to make sure there is no mess. Who are you? Well, we're, we're actually... This is Dr. Dre. I'm Nurse Jackie. We're from General Hospital. So Timeless airs on NBC and Global, and uh, as you probably gathered from the clip, it's about time travel. There's a, a group that has figured out a way to go back in time, and then, of course, someone goes rogue and steals it, so now they have to assemble this team to chase after this guy through time, because if he goes back and changes anything, that then it can essentially destroy the present as we know it. Butterfly effect. And it's been fun, because there's, we're, there, so far they've revisited the, the Hindenburg I feel bad using those words in the same sentence in hindsight. <laughs> it's been fun because they go back and revisit the Hindenburg. I didn't mean it like that, but it's neat to see them sort of yeah, recreate yeah. these these obviously gigantic monumental events in our history. Um, and then seeing the effects that ha- that are hap- or are held in the present because of something that has changed in the past. The one thing I will advise if you do start watching this, try not to get too gummed up with the time travel stuff. Uh, because unlike a movie, we're in a two-hour time frame where you can really get confused with all the time travel stuff. Now yeah. you have a television series. And if I were to jot down all the things that probably shouldn't be happening right, because right. of time travel, my head would explode. That's why I didn't start watching it. Because I, I love time travel stuff, but I also know myself. And when I watch time travel stuff, uh, I would hit pause and just like think concentrate on it for like 40 minutes trying to work out all the time travel business and just give myself a splitting headache and suck all the fun out of it. Yeah, so I've been trying to <clears throat> been trying to avoid doing that and I'm also trying to I'm hoping that there will be some explanation about some of the stuff because some some things have changed and other things should have changed and it's interesting to see the characters who go back in time and come back these things have now changed but they haven't changed for them. They're sort of learning about these changes. You would think that they would just know about them, uh, but they, they haven't, I guess, because they, they're they sort of just, how do yep, I explain No, it? I know what you mean, because they didn't actually experience it. Yes. But where did, yeah, but that's a weird line to start drawing because where does it end, right? Yeah, that, yeah. <clears throat> they did that actually really well in the movie Frequency. There was some some weird time-space continuum business, and they handled that well, where suddenly he was flooded with all these new memories. Uh, they haven't done that yet in this show. I'm hoping there will be an explanation of some sort. They but didn't the do it in Back been... to the Future. Back to the Future pretty much nailed it, though. 
I think. nailed everything else, but he gets back to the future and doesn't remember getting that new truck. That's right. You know what I mean? Stuff, oh, stuff like that. Yes, yes. I don't know, but let's not begin poking holes in Back to the Future because it's one of the best movies we've ever seen. It's our yeah, favorite. That's uh, the correct. It is easily in my top five. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit more about the fall TV season, what we've watched so far. Up next, you're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes. There was an event on television this past week on Tuesday, a crossover which was supposed to be monumental, but it ended up being ultimately disappointing. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, a new girl. For one night only. Stop! I need to commandeer this vehicle. It's a crossover. Two favorite comedies collide. No! Yes, that's what's happening. Fox Tuesday puts some new girl in your Brooklyn. I love New York! And some Brooklyn. Yes! In your new girl. I thought I had this city licked, but it was me who got licked. Did that actually happen? I was obviously speaking metaphorically. Right. It's the one-hour crossover event of the year. Totally excited to watch. Yes! This Tuesday, starting at 8, 7 central on Fox. Somehow they managed to take two of the funniest shows on television and make them both not funny. Yeah, it was pointless. Neither show was better uh, because of it. Like in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is what aired first, there was only one short scene that had any crossover, and it was a major distraction from the rest of the Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode. Just Jess from New Girl and Jake from Brooklyn in a car driving in New York City together. It was lame. I thought the one cool thing was, you know, we saw that scene in Brooklyn Nine-Nine and then later in New Girl, learned how Jess came to be in New York and why she was driving Schmidt's mom's car in the first place and why she had that soup with her. So the scene got more context. I sort of liked how they juggled that around. But yeah, other than that, it was just, yeah, useless. And it wasn't funny. Yeah, I was really disappointed. I was disappointed in the lack of crossover. You know, if you're going to promote something as a crossover, then do a crossover. Yeah. There should have been way more cast interaction. I was saying to Jeff before the show aired, who are you most excited to see? I think I'd like to see Schmidt from New Girl with Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Right, right, right. Or maybe Nick and basically anybody and Captain Holt. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And we just got Jess and Captain Holt. Yeah. And how does uh, Nick in New York City with this crossover with a police show and he doesn't get arrested? Come on. Yeah. It, you're right. Yeah, he should t- easily have been arrested. He's, he's been arrested at least twice, I think, a new girl before. So he's always doing weird stuff that would uh, get him locked up for a day, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that was just disappointing. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting thing. I'll close the show with this. I started watching, it's now into season two, uh, but I recorded all the episodes on se- from season one because they ran them all in a marathon. Ash versus Evil Dead. And put an end to this horse bucky once and for all. Whatever happened in this town seems to really haunt him. Ash, I had to summon you. Help me retrieve the book and send them back to hell. Oh, you need my help. Here's what I need. I need to be back in Jacksonville on my second keg of beer, putting my spicy into a mother-daughter sandwich. Part of me is already regretting calling you here. Get used to that feeling. So, yeah, it's Ash from the Evil Dead movies. Jeff, you would not be able to tolerate this show at all. Too gory? So gory. It's Yuck. crazy. It's over the top. And I, I, I actually couldn't. It was to the point where I, I could only watch one episode at a time. Not because I was grossed out, but the gore combined with the like everything is in your face even the 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 humor is in your face it's just too much just exhausting like it's fun and i like it and if you liked the evil dead movies then i think you would will like ash versus evil dead but 
I think it's a best in small doses kind of thing. Hmm. That airs, uh, I believe, Sundays on Super Channel. Um, and that's all the time we have. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes. Remember, if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother. This is 680 CJOB.